Hello, my name is Natalie Herrera, and this is episode one of my podcast, Humans for Sale, for my globalization project. In this first episode, I'm going to be talking about what human trafficking is, where it originated from, statistics, and how it affects the U.S. and globally. So what is human trafficking? According to the DHS.gov website, which is the website for Homeland Security in the U.S., they state that human trafficking is involvement of force, fraud, or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act. So we have seen people refer to human trafficking as modern-day slavery because any age, race, gender, or nationality can be a victim to human trafficking. According to the Department of Justice, the most vulnerable populations for trafficking in the United States are American Indian slash Alaska Native communities, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning individuals, individuals with disabilities, undocumented migrants, runaway and homeless youth, and temporary guest workers on low-income individuals. So, obviously there are more high-risk and low-risk victims, but that does not stop a trafficker from having a potential victim. They can go for anybody, really. Trafficking is exploitation, so... You know, a human is trafficked for those reasons, whether that be into forced labor, marriage, prostitution, or even organ removal. We have seen those in many cases. Unfortunately, a lot of these cases are based on conspiracy, so it's really hard to see if somebody has actually been trafficked. According to dosomething.org, it is estimated that internationally there are 20 million to 40 million people in modern-day slavery. And like I mentioned, these crimes go undetected because, according to the United Nations, they refer to this as the hidden figure of crime. So it can be really difficult to identify individuals who have been trafficked because there's not really a network. A lot of this is, you know, on what they call the dark web. It's really hard to find a network that's, you know, actively trafficking people. DoSomething.org also... Um, mentions that it is 0.4% of survivors of human trafficking that are identified. So, like I mentioned before, a lot of these cases do go unidentified or undetected because it's really hard to identify people and see those who are being trafficked. Like I mentioned, it's less than 0.1%. So, 71% of the enslaved people are women and girls, while men and boys are accountable at 29%. And worldwide, in Mexico and the Philippines, it suggested that about 50,000 people are trafficked into the U.S. So, having a visual, we're having 50,000 people being trafficked into the United States. And most of these people are being trafficked from Mexico and the Philippines. So, that's just kind of a scope, understanding the population of Mexico and the Philippines and 50,000 people that are being trafficked into the United States undetected. And the chances of ever finding those people are less than 0.1%. It's kind of a a scary thing to grasp, I want to say. I mean, it's really hard to even imagine that. And another shocking statistic, it's over in 2018, over half, 51.6% of the criminal human trafficking cases active in the U.S. were sex trafficking cases involving only children. So a lot of the clientele that these 
individuals, these traffickers are looking at our children because they work off of a monetary based income. So I guess it's the younger you are, the more you're worth or, you know, you have certain assets that are seen deemed as valuable to these traffickers. They, you know, will pay more money to have you and they will sell you. And looking at this new wave of social media and technology, a lot of these traffickers breed off of the use of social media and dating apps and the way that they can communicate with people going undetected, just posing as somebody of your age, of a younger age and befriending kids who are active on social media. There have been so many cases in which traffickers are befriending people who are online, who are minors in order to gain access and their trust and therefore take advantage of that. We see a lot of this in the media where movies and TV shows are portraying, you know, young female prostitutes as sex objects when in reality this is stuff that happens in day-to-day lives and these are young women and young boys who are being exploited solely for the financial gain of these traffickers and in some instances it's for personal reasons but most of the time we see that it's financial gain another important thing to note is that you know we see it as prostitution but federal law calls it sex trafficking different states and different countries have different laws regarding human trafficking and sex trafficking but the un has a protocol to prevent, suppress, and punish trafficking in person, especially women and children. So this is called the Palermo, sorry for my pronunciation, but it's the P-A-L-E-R-M-O protocol, which includes three elements, the act, the means, and the object. So what that means is that sex trafficking has the recruitment, which is the transportation, the transfer, and how they hold these people who are under, you know, the threat, force, coercion, and deception or abuse of power. And then they are sexually exploited for financial gain of another person. So to give you an example, that would be if, if a trafficker were to gain control over another individual and then force that person to commit sex acts, for the financial gain of themselves. So they would be getting money because of the acts that that other person is doing under coercion or under force. So this is a cycle that repeatedly happens over and over in not just in the US, but this happens globally. There is a market for sex traffickers everywhere you go, especially in lower in lower economic countries that are impoverished. Sex trafficking is a big network there because of the fact that these people that are impoverished are so or they're easier to gain control over because of the financial needs that they have so you know traffickers may not actually hold these individuals but because they need the money the people under force will go and commit the acts And then go back to their families, but will continue to go back and forth in order to gain money and access. Unfortunately, it can be really hard to detect these traffickers, like I mentioned earlier, because of the fact that sex trafficking can be so so discreet. Excuse me, it can be so discreet, so it can be very difficult for people just 
day-to-day lives understanding that these people were being trafficked. There was an incident on the U.S. Craigslist adult services section where there were 10,000 to 16,000 adult services being posted per day in the United States alone. So that's every single day just in the United States. Globally, that number is astronomical. The problem with identifying the origination of human trafficking is that slavery has been has been a problem not just in the United States but all over the world since the early 1200s and it's a common form of everyday life worldwide and so in the early 1400s it started in the beginning of Europe with slave trading in Africa with the Portuguese transporting people from Africa to Portugal and using them as slaves we could consider the enslavement of black people in the United States, human trafficking as well, because when you are purchasing a person to do forced labor or to do work, to do any type of forced labor, that is human trafficking. And that's been around for decades. And that still continues to be a problem. Maybe not in the way that we understand it to be, but in a new wave of having people commit sex acts and having people you know, unfortunately die and preserving their organs in order to sell online. The problem is, is that sex trafficking has been around for thousands of years. It didn't, the problem is, is that people don't identify it as a human problem. They identify it as a political problem. And so that's a whole other topic of interest. But the problem is, is that people aren't identifying sex trafficking and human trafficking as a human problem, as a day-to-day human rights issue but as a political issue and human rights are not political issues. And that's where the problem begins with having to identify the problem and how we can, what we can do to stop it. An issue in the United States is that we can identify that human trafficking and sex trafficking is an issue in our country, but we do not take the steps to prevent this from happening. Sure. We have task force and we do have networks of people who are focused on these issues but yet we are still seeing people being trafficked every single day so that's a little bit of background on what human trafficking is a little bit of how it works in the u.s and a little bit of it globally in the next episode i'm going to be talking about the effects of human trafficking on the world and also focusing on some real life stories so thank you for listening to this episode and i hope you stick around for the second one